Good evening. You would think that if you're sharing your personal testimony, you wouldn't need notes because it's your own personal life. But for whatever reason, I have some notes that I've put up here with me. Um, I should introduce myself. My name is Joshua Chun. I am from Riverside, California. I attend fellowship at an assembly in Riverside called Bethel Bible Chapel. I've been going there for about a year and a half. Before that, I was fellowshipping at uh, an assembly in Fullerton, California called Grace Bible Chapel. Maybe some of you have heard of that one. I was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois to two parents who both of them were from South Korea. I it's funny because you would think that when you go through history, you would learn all the, the history that went on between South and North Korea, but it seems like a lot of people don't know. So if you're from North Korea, you really have no chance of getting out of North Korea. And so I'm from South Korea. If, if I say I'm from Korea, or if anyone says they're from Korea, it generally means you're from South Korea, just to make that clear to everybody. Um, so I grew up to two parents who they came to know the Lord before I was born, before they got married. And then I was born to two parents who they wanted to do their best to be godly parents, to follow the Lord. And so I grew up going to an assembly in Chicago. um, And before I was probably in my mother's womb, I was going to this assembly. And I was, when I was born, I was going there. And, um, I was going to Sunday school, going to church. And the, the funny thing is, I mean, as you grow up in Sunday school, as you're going to church, you know, you start learning all the Bible stories, and they're fun. David and Goliath. Um, you learn about Abraham and the story of Noah and all these different stories. And it's, I mean, as a child and you're growing up, it's pretty exciting, you know, the, the stuff that goes on um, in the Bible. And so I'm, I'm very, I like history, and it was very interesting to me. And so I would learn all the facts, and on top of that, my Sunday school teachers, they would ask questions, and there was prizes. And I love, I love competition, I love prizes, and so I had to know these answers. I had to be the best at sword drills. I had to do all the things that you would normally do in church and Sunday school, and I had to be the best at it. When I was five years old, my Sunday school teacher, she, it was, there was only a few of us in the Sunday school, and she, actually, real quick, I actually don't know how much time I have, I just realized. <laughs> 15 minutes? Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> so, and I, I was, our Sunday, my Sunday school teacher, she was telling us about hell, and it was one of those very scary um, messages or Sunday schools about hell and how scary it is that you're going to be burning for eternity. And as a five-year-old, I was naturally scared, you know, hearing about hell. And one of the things is, you know, at that time I was scared, my brother was scared. And so we decided when we got home that evening that we needed to do something about this. We weren't sure what to do. We probably should have asked our parents, but we didn't. All we did was we went into my parents' room, and for whatever reason, they had a Care Bear nightlight. And the two of us, we prayed, Lord, 
save us from hell. And that's kind of all I remember about that prayer. I just wanted to read a verse from John 16, verse 8. And it says, And he, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. When I prayed that prayer with my brother, I felt for most of my, up until my teenage years, that that was a point where I decided to make that decision to follow Christ and to make him my savior. But the thing is, when you read this verse and about how the Holy Spirit convicts, to be honest, the only part that I really got at that time was judgment. I was scared of the judgment. I was scared of hell. I didn't want to burn for eternity. And so because of that, I had that prayer. And I told people, people at five years old, that's when I was saved. But the funny thing is, as I continued on, as I grew up in my elementary years, and I got to my teenage years, the sin, my, the corruptness of my heart, it started coming out more and more. And to be honest, I can really relate to when, when Jesus talks to the Pharisees and he really points them out. And he really points out the things that they do that are hypocritical. And things like, um, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. And in verse 5, it says, When you pray, you're not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogue and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have the reward in full. As I was growing up in the church, I was one way in the church. I was a Sunday Christian. I would go to church and make sure that people knew that I was a Christian. I, I set up all the chairs and the tables for meals at the, at the, at the chapel. I memorized all the Bible verses. I knew all the, the answers to the questions that the Sunday school teachers asked. But the funny thing is, when they would ask for me to pray, in my mind, I would really try to articulate my prayer and to make sure that I had it all so that people would hear my prayer and be impressed by the things that I said. The funny thing is, I'm not that eloquent. And I was also in the elementary school. So I'm trying to do this to please men. And it was for, for not. There was no point. Because I was doing it for myself and not doing it for the Lord. As I got into my teenage years, I made, I had friends. And I, I know that many of you young people, your parents will tell you. And I'm sure um, maybe all of us here, our parents at one point in time told us, choose your friends wisely. You know, that might ring a bell. And I didn't. My parents did tell me, you know, who you choose as your companions, that reflects, you know, who you, who you surround yourself with. People see those people and they kind of have, they criticize you by that. And the, the friends that I had, I made very poor choices. And so I ended up running with Guys who, they just like to do the things of the world. And I don't need to go into those things. But they, 
they just like to have fun. And in another verse I wanted to read to you is Matthew chapter 23, verse 25 to 28. And I feel like when I read this verse, it really reminds me of myself and how I was. And it says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside they are full of robbery and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the dish so that the outside of it may become clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs which on the outside appear beautiful, but inside they are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. And when I read verses like this, it, it really reminds me of what my life was like for the Lord as a Christian in my teenage years. I, would, I, would really, I was very rebellious to my parents. I did things that I should not have towards them. One of the things is my, my parents are from Korea, so their English isn't the best. And so this is just a small example of my rebelliousness, is that when my parents, they didn't understand especially the cuss words in English. So I would cuss them out. I would say very hurtful things to them. And it, to this day, you know, I, I regret those things, but there are things that I did in the past. And for whatever reason, and sin continuously, I mean, I did not realize it. And as I said, I was a Sunday Christian. I didn't realize, I mean, when you're busy trying to be a Pharisee, when you're busy trying to do the good on Sundays, you don't really think about, what about the rest of the week? It's, it's kind of funny how it works that way for me. When I was 15 years old, my parents, they, I think they were fed up and they had enough of, of my hypocr hypocrisy. And they sat me down one day and they said, Joshua, your, your lifestyle, the things that you do at church and during the week, they don't match up. They're completely different. We don't know what's going on, but something's got to change. And, and then that's when they started reading Scripture. And all these verses, Gospel verses, Romans Road, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. And I don't want to go into all the verses because our brother's going to be giving the Gospel message and I don't have that much time, but... For about three to four hours, they were praying for me, reading verses. And for most of that time, I was thinking, I already know this stuff. I heard this stuff over and over again in Sunday school. Why do I need to hear this again? I'm, I'm already saved. I already prayed for God to save me from hell. But I didn't realize is that I didn't recognize my sin. I didn't repent of my sin. I didn't realize the work on the cross that Jesus Christ had done was for my sin. And those things, you know, going back to John 16, that the conviction of sin and righteousness, I felt, I realized about three to four hours into to my parents' talk with me, as they sat with me and talk, talked with me. After about those three, and three to four hours, that conviction really set in. 
I realized I am a sinner. Why am I doing these things to hurt my parents? I love my parents. I mean, although I, I acted rebelliously towards them, yet I, I mean, I, would, I still love my parents. And why am I hurting them? And why do I continuously do these things to rebel against them? And so that day when I was about 15 years old, I can't remember exactly when, um, day and, and, and time, all of that stuff, but I gave myself to the Lord and I said, you know, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. And um, all those verses, it really made sense that day. And it was like a light bulb went off. And I was, it was amazing to think as the Holy Spirit convicted me. And that was the beginning. The beginning of a new life. Of being a new creature. And it was, to be honest, it, was, it, was, uh, it took time for me to change. When I was... After the 15-year-old trusting Christ, when I was 16, 17, 18, it took time to put aside, lay aside those old things. It took time. It wasn't an overnight change for me. But the Lord was slowly working on my heart. It was, it was I, I mean, I can think of so many instances where I could have I strayed away from the Lord and God was so gracious to me. And he was, I mean, he's, he's, he's blessed, me, blessed me with parents who loved me and cared for me through the rebellious time and just through the, that whole time. It was, I mean, I can't thank the Lord enough for that. Well, fast forwarding a little bit. The Lord has has continued to, to bless me beyond what I deserve. I've been able to serve him in so many different aspects, um, so many different ministries. Um, I think about uh, how I was very impatient. I had a very quick temper. And part of that had to do with my upbringing. And um, I fought with my brother a lot growing up. I have one brother. He's a year younger than me. And I fought with him a lot. And also... Um, I, I dealt with um, some racist people growing up, and so I got into fights all the time. And so it took time for me to put aside those old habits, to, to forgive people, to be humble, to be patient, to be slow to anger. And I kept praying for those things. And I, I want to say that the people that, that have known me for the past few years, the past five to ten years, I think I could say that they would, they would not see those characteristics of me, hopefully, you know, because I've prayed and I've asked the Lord to, to, to uh, really give me patience to be slow to anger. And it's amazing how the Lord does that for you when you pray for things. Prayer, our brother spoke about it this morning, about prayer. And there's a... I mean, a couple instances that I wanted to share about how amazing God is in providing. And he, he blessed me. Uh, one time was when I went to a mission trip, a short-term mission trip to Thailand. And I was supposed to be um, somewhat the leader of this team. And we went over to Thailand and every evening we would go over you know, the numbers of, you know, how, how did, who did you share the gospel with? Um, and I was, I was with Campus Crusade. I'm sure many of you have heard of Campus Crusade. And so we're sharing the gospel every day with college students. 
and then we would practice, you know, different performances like, um, I, I'm sure Taekwondo is like one of the things we picked up and some other things just to draw a crowd and then we would share the gospel. Well, one evening we were practicing and I mean, it's, it's probably past midnight and you could feel the tension rising. Everyone's tired. It's been a few weeks on this trip and you're, after talking for so, many, so long every single day, you're just, I mean, emotionally, physically, you're drained. And so you could hear in the voices of all my teammates just uh, frustration, um, just a little bit of, uh, I, I don't know, stress, I guess. And so you could feel the tension rising. And at this moment, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, as this, the team leader, what am I supposed to do here? And the Lord just said, just pray. And so I said, all right, guys, let's stop what we're doing and let's just pray. Because we're not getting anywhere here. And we prayed. Funny thing is, right after we prayed, I mean, the voices, it was, it was you know, that the soft answer turns away wrath. And after we prayed, it was just like the Lord just changed everyone's heart. And everyone was all of a sudden at peace with each other. And we were discussing things like human beings. And it was, it was amazing to see the Lord working that way. And another, another thing is um, this last year, um, I was praying for another job. And I was, you know, um, I've had at that time or at that point, I've had a girlfriend of about three years. I, I did want to marry her. So I'm thinking, I need a job that's stable so I can propose and get married. But I wasn't sure where the Lord would provide this. Well, I, we, pr- we prayed about it. I had other people praying for me about it. And it was amazing to see that I, I applied for the United States Post Office in about June of last year. I didn't hear back from them until about October. I didn't get hired until December. But the Lord was good and faithful through all of it. And I received a job where at an office that they hadn't hired anyone in about three years. And it was amazing that through prayer, the Lord provided. And he continues to, sh- to bless me and, and, and to, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't have that many gifts. I don't have that many talents. But I've been involved with a Saturday night. We, the acronym is SNIPE. Saturday night young peoples at our, my assembly. And we've been able to share the gospel with so many kids and to see the fruit of the gospel. And it's amazing how the Lord works through, I mean, I'm nothing. And yet the Lord still chooses to use me. I've been a part of summer camps at Verdugo Pines Bible Camp in Wrightwood. Um, and seeing souls saved there. I've been a part of Awanas. And just the Lord... As I'm a part of these ministries, he's just so faithful. He just blesses his, you know, the undeserving me. It's just amazing. I've been a part of Bible studies, small groups. And at Snipe, at Saturday Night Young People's, our, our theme verse was, I just want to end with this verse, Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 1 through 3. And it was, this verse was our driving verse 
And I would continuously throughout the year think of this verse. And it says this, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I mean, if you just listen to the words in in these verses, fixing our eyes on Jesus that's, that's it. I think going back to my, salva- my salvation, my salvation is found in Jesus Christ alone. That's it. Believing on the perfect life that he lived, his death, burial, and resurrection on the third day, his rising again. And if you're saved, it's a joyful thought. One day he's coming back again. I mean, what a wonderful thought that is. But until then, you know, this verse really got me through this year at, at the Saturday Night Young Peoples. And hopefully just hearing that verse was an encouragement to you as a believer. And for those who have not trusted Christ, I'll tell you this one thing. I have not regretted the decision to trust Christ. Not one moment of my life.